Welcome everyone to the show. This is the Real Happy Hour podcast. My name is Ola, and today is a very special episode. I've got two people on the show. One, um, first of all, is Larry Jackson Cole. He's going to be my guest host today, and he's a good friend of mine, and is going to be sort of anchoring the show. My guest, who is all from from all the way from um, where are you from actually? Uh, New York, New Jersey area. Amazing. So Delane Isaac is um our guest host today. I mean, sorry, our guest today, and he is going to be um impacting his views, just sharing his views about the TV show, the Apple TV show called Hijack. This is Captain Robin Allen speaking. Flight time today is six hours, 54 minutes. Happy to have both of you on the show. Thank you for coming. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you very much, Larry. So um, I guess the very first thing I usually ask is what do we think of the show? Who wants to go first? I'll let Delane go first. You go first. It'd be good to hear your views. I gotta be honest, I'm biased. I'm a I'm a huge Idris Elba fan. Okay. Uh I actually wanted to have a t-shirt that says Idris Elba is my uncle. I think he's so cool. <laughs> he's just he is Zeus like a lot of charm and he's very talented. I feel like anything he's in, I'm I'm gonna champion it. Even as even in his worst films, I'm I'm gonna love it. So I'm biased. So anything I say, I'm gonna love it. <laughs> so I think we all agree to that. We we all probably really enjoy yeah. content by Idris Elba, right, Larry? Yeah, definitely. I, but what what would you say was the best best thing about the series, though? What would you say? Take away Idris Elba. We know you okay. love him. I'm I'm a big. I'm actually a a, a big cinephile. I'm a, a, a film buff. So I do watch movies differently than most people. You know, I look at the screenplay, I look at the directing, I look at the choreography, you know, I look at it in a different lens. Um, little things like lighting, they really control the lighting. Um, the fact that it's the, they only use one set piece most of the time. Hmm. Um, they saved a lot of money and, and budget. So that was clever on their end, but they actually made the story uh, they give you a good cliffhanger at the end of the show, you know, that's divisive and that's supposed to happen. You know, that, that's a good show. You're supposed to have a good cliffhanger. Um, and they, and they did really good character building with people on a plane. So you could have some, you know, emotional connections with certain particular players involved. So I, those, those are some of the things I thought they did pretty well. Yeah, I think, I, I agree, actually. I th I think for me, it was really nice that the show you were able to connect with the characters, even when you take about the um, the, uh, the the woman that was in charge of the flights and how she sort of was came out natural, like oh her son was ill and she just had to go. So the the characters were quite nicely split across the show, and it was dynamic very dynamic i think i like the fact that it was like really sort of it kept you wanting more each time each episode you saw and so yeah no I, the 
and the acting was quite good um really 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 good really good acting i think um from what you said i actually thinking about it now is about all the um the fact that most of this the series actually happened on the plane so yeah they definitely saved a lot of money there but no um yeah i've not i've not had a series that kept me wanting more in a, in a long time so it was quite refreshing just you know viewing that so yeah yeah. There was a there was a movie, Lisa Neum. He was on a plane. Do you remember it? No. Oh no. What, what's, I think it's, what's the movie called? I, I forgot the name of it, but Lisa Neum, he's on a plane. And he's a Neum or Liam Neeson. Is it Liam Neeson? Liam Neeson. I'm yeah. saying his name wrong. No, I'm sorry. Uh he was on a plane and uh it was like terrorists. It was like a terrorist threat on a plane, and he kept getting text messages saying, "Hey, if you don't do this, we're gonna do this to your family, or or we're gonna expose you, or something like that." So he had to figure out who was on a plane in, in cahoots. It was like a. It was kind of like a mystery thriller. Mm. Um. So it kind of it kind of reminded me of, of that film. Was that the um, element in Hijack too? Was there like a a sort of high stakes where Idris was going through something and he had to sort of solve the situation or how yeah. to deal with <laughs> it was, greater situation. It was similar. It was similar. I would say the only difference is it was like a whodunit film versus you already know who who's like the, the villain. In hijack. Right. Yeah. So that's and do you feel like they like delved into the motivation of the the the, the, the character? Or the villain in the movie, or was it just? I don't know, because that's why both of you are here. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I, yeah I can sort of give insights what my thoughts are on that. I don't know what Delaney thinks, but I think I liked I liked the series perhaps a little bit more because, as much as you know, when you see, oh, oh my god, it's like a hijack, and you know, you get this thing whereby you feel, oh, it's going to be like a terrorist attack, and it's going to be another oh my God, another Arabic kind of biased film. But I think what, what was really good for me in this series is that very early into the series, you realize, okay, it's not a terrorist attack. There's something else behind the, behind the hijack. And it's like, ooh, the beginning, you, you're not quite sure. Why are they hijacked the plane? Where's the plane going? And it wasn't... It wasn't quite obvious where where this was going, so the storyline was quite good in terms of suspense, I think. Um, and and yeah, in, in terms of Idris and his character and how they they built it, it wasn't obvious. I don't know what you think, Delaine, but I don't think it was really obvious from the start where the story was going. I don't think so. Yeah, uh, you know, I thought I thought what was cool was that in most roles he always plays this heroic character. Uh, there were some moments where I, I'm like, he has plot armor. We know he's not going to die. But what I thought was cool was that they had other players involved. Where you know he needs he's a good negotiator, and they try to play that up. But he was not only negotiating with the villains, but he was negotiating to get people on his side to work with him. 
I thought that was the clever, the different nuance that I haven't really seen. To get people to work with you, to get people to trust you. And then he was talking to people with different cultures and backgrounds, right? So you'll have somebody that speaks the language that the other villains speak. And I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yes, because that was the um, one of the flight attendants that spoke spoke Hungarian and everything. So yeah. he had to like link. I think to, to answer your question, um, it, he was Idris Elba was sort of like this big high shot negotiator that worked in Dubai, and he was going through this thing with his ex in London, and he was saying mm -hmm. the reason why he went on the flight in the first place was he was going to reconnect with his ex-wife and. In the beginning, she was like, don't come to London. We don't want to see you. And they had a son together. And the son really wanted to see the dad. So it was sort of based around his relationship with his family. And that was the reason why he was on the plane. Um, but then there were also sort of like characters they added in the beginning. Like, you know, when when the um, one of the hijackers got on the plane and he sort of begged for him to be allowed onto the plane because he was running late. So it was like, ooh, how does that link into the show? So it was quite clever, as you yeah. see, how they pieced all the characters of um, of the show together. And yeah, no, it was really, really, the story, story was well thought of to keep people suspensed, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. I, you know, the, the set piece was totally on the airplane, but at the same time, they did a good job of doing outside context, you know, raising the stakes a little bit, showing, okay, Idris has something to lose. He has like a son, he has family. And then he, they were showing the other people on board, they have family too. So it was like stakes, you know, raising the stakes. And then as you get deeper into, this is like a really good, cool film technique that I like, I like about film is you get rewarded the longer you watch the film, right? So, you know, you got your state, you got your first act, right? You got the character building, right? You establish who the good guys are, the antagonists, protagonists, all that good stuff. But then like, you got the plot art, you got the uh, plot twist, but there's a, there's like a, a, a trail of giving you a reward as you watch. So if you, if you skip something, and you miss something, you miss that reward. You miss that well, how does this person connect to this whole thing? So you gotta watch every every single episode and um, just like a good, like I felt like this thing could have been a, a nice film, yeah. you know, an hour and 30 minutes long runtime, you know, cause it had all those things. It had like the first act, when you get to the third act, you know, it's, it's kind of like you either gonna drop the ball or you're gonna pick it up and score. Yeah. Cause the third act is like when everything just, unravels and like this is what it is is he going to make it so i thought it i thought it actually successfully achieved those things you know holistically so i thought that was uh i i felt like it uh continued the theme of watching a, a like a series or a film it had all those things so it didn't, it didn't drop the ball uh I guess, you know, we all, we're talking about positives, right? So as far as like negatives, it's not too many negatives I can say. 
does the film explore any like social commentary or um do you feel like the show addressed any sort of broader issue around the security terrorism or anything like that or or am i just (laughs) going (laughs) (laughs) i think the series was just like a really good watch um i broader Actually, in terms of negatives, I know Delaney was just so we were so focused on positives. I I think it's interesting, you know, bearing in mind where we are in the world right now, it's it felt too easy on how they got all the weapons on board. It, that I, I would say, you know, in terms of the storyline, they could have been more creative as to how they got all the weapons on board. Uh, you know, and then I'm just trying to think if there's any other, yeah, the weapons for me would mm-hmm. be the biggest sort of like, it wasn't, yeah, the storyline didn't quite Like that would them. never happen in real life, how they were just able to Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, just, in real life, you could really doubt how would that happen. It's just, yeah, it's not easy yeah. to get weapons on board just like yeah. that. Yeah, and the navigation system, when the control center the lady was working like, hey, a minute, this is kind of off course. I don't know anything about that life. I, you know, actually, I'm an avid traveler, but I don't know. I thought that was clever. Um, but I think with a lot of TV shows like The Walking Dead or any TV show that matter, um, it starts off strong. And then in the middle, it's, it's, it's kind of like slowing down. And then it kind of is, is running out of, out of ideas. And it was like, all right, well, let's just do this. And you kind of like, you're just like, you know what? That's okay because this is not real. Mm. So you kind of like go with it. But sometimes, you know, sometimes shows uh, have those holes and they just fill it up because yeah. it's fantasy. It's not real. So, so like with, with what you did, Delane, where you're like a travel entrepreneur, like do con- does content like this create any sort of anxiety around like your your yeah. Well, community. I think I think on a subconscious level, the reason why I chose hijack is because I travel a lot, and um, you know I've been in I've never been in situations like that. But I've been on a I've been on a plane and I was going from Brazil back to the states, and it was late at night. It was like four in the morning, and we had turbulence, but it was so bad that I felt like the the pilot fell asleep or something. It was it was like a big it was like three big drops. It, it was kind of like you're on a roller coaster ride. And the first drop it was really big. And everybody was like, oh, you know, it was like a commotion. Then the second one was absolutely bigger than the first one. I really thought, like, okay, this is it. It's over. <laughs> this is it. This is how I go down. Like, <laughs> like I, I go down because of my passion to to do the travel podcasting and i'm like all right well this, they they this is how you know how the, the saying goes this is an american saying that says you live by the jumper you die by the jumper mm. jump shot mm. you know it's like one of those situations where i, I live by my travel i die by it so uh, yeah, i guess i guess there's nothing wrong with you know dying for what you love uh, I think- <laughs> 
just had three hours. Um, no, I, I think for me, one of the anxieties was I was meant to go on a flight between the episodes, so I just sort of skipped the episodes the week I was going to try. I was like, oh, just because yeah. you didn't know where the storyline was going to see if the plane was going to crash or not. So I was like, mm, I don't really want to see it if I'm going to travel. So like the next the next week. So I, yeah, I skipped some episodes just in between when I was traveling. So yeah, it, it does give you anxieties. Well, for me it did because the way they played out the characters so calmly, there wasn't sort of like this big, uh, I don't know, there wasn't this big, you know, focus on the on the on the passengers until they get on the plane. So whereas, you know, most at least a lot of films that you see in the past where in the build up to the flight, they sort of walk you through all the all the passengers and stuff like that. But here it was boom, you're on the everybody's on the plane. So it's like they didn't build you up to to the passengers getting on the plane. So yeah, that that bit Maybe they could have done better actually with that. Um, so sort of getting a a feel for the hijackers, for all the hijackers that was on that were on the plane before the flight, and getting to understand. But mm -hmm. I think it was really good because they could make only it. I, I guess it allowed them to make only seven episodes because again, if they had done that, they'll probably need more episodes to talk us through each of the hijackers and how they fit in the storyline. Right. Yeah. I mean, one, one of the, like, I guess one of the things about planes and making series and movies and planes, is kind of like a cheat code. So like what I mean by that is who doesn't, who doesn't like a good zombie movie, whether it's bad or good. It's kind of like one of those things where it's a niche that everybody would love to watch no matter what. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like Walking Dead or 28 Days Later, or there's a, there's a million zombie films out there. And I think airplane series or movies is the same way. It's one of those niches where getting on a plane already gives you anxiety. So you, you're going to add more to that. Oh yeah. I'm going to watch this. It's kind of like the red meat of like content of, of entertainment. You know, people are gonna people want to watch these things because they want to know are they gonna make it or not. You know, every time I go on a plane, I'm not gonna lie. Every time I go on a plane, I'm like, in back of my head, one percent. And a lot of people won't won't admit this. I'm always thinking, like, am I gonna make it? Jesus, nah, I don't. I try not to I think of that. <laughs> I try every time not to ever. I think secret. Maybe not, maybe not so much every time, but there are times where you get a little bit of uh, turbulence, and I'm thinking, mm, is this it? Is like you know, and, and stuff like, that. especially when you feel like. Ooh, the the pilots are struggling to control the plane. I don't know if you've been on one of those like where he's struggling. He's perhaps trying to get above a cloud, and you're thinking, "Oh, this is <laughs> this is going to go wrong." Or oh, the worst part of it is, and, and I hate to think about this, is when you when you hear about flights where there've been birds being stuck in the 
in the engines of the planes as you go through a cloud. So for me, it's when you're landing or about to land and you're going through these clouds and you're thinking, ooh, there could be a bird here that would go yeah. into the engine of the plane. Yeah. That sometimes I think about in terms of anxieties being on a plane. I've never thought about that before, so that's a new that one is... for me. <laughs> never thought about yeah, that. getting caught in the engine before. So <laughs> a new level of <laughs> but it's, it's, you know what? But at the end of the day, there's always this excitement, especially for me. I like I like f- flying. The best part of flying for me is the landing bit because you watch as the plane descends from like a very high altitude and you sort of watch it descend to the ground. So I, I enjoy it. The, the worst part of flying is probably the takeoff for me. I sort of think, ooh, especially when you're trying to do a tilt when they're, when they're taking off, I think, oh, that could go wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, guess, yeah, I, guess, no. I guess content creators have found a way of like, identifying that it's things that people use regularly or things people are subconsciously afraid of like a zombie attack or going on the plane those are things that will get people yeah. engaged in the content because even sometimes i think of snakes on the plane <laughs> like randomly <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, still think I mean yeah you think i mean if you think about it like if that happened where it was turbulence it was actually the third time the third drop it was so bad mm-hmm that if you didn't have a seatbelt, you flew out of your seat. I saw food flying, uh, somebody got injured. And when we landed, everyone clapped. And when we walked through the airport, everyone clapped for us. Because everyone heard about our flight. Oh, wow. Um, it, was, uh, it was one of those things where we were the air, air, airplane that everyone knew our number. And I guess, all the workers were, you know, waiting our arrival. They clapped for us. It was really sur- it was a surreal thing. Mm-hmm. Now, if I would have filmed that and I would have put it anywhere, it would have went viral because, mm-hmm. you know, that's what people want to see. They want to see sensationalism. And um, so, yeah, it was cool. It was cool to see Idris do something different, yeah. be in a different setting. I'll be interested to know though what who was your I know Idris you're like this Idris mega fan but who else sort of stood out for you in terms of the show? Um, uh, I guess the, the 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 white guy with the beard he had the fake gun. Oh yeah. yeah. Initially he had the fake gun, then he got he went and I I don't know his name. He went and got got the real gun. I thought he he did a decent job at acting. And he was kind of conflicted in moments, you know, mm-hmm. he was kind of like, he, he was the one that was giving, the, he was successfully satisfying this, the fact that you just had good negotiating skills, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? He was playing that up. Like, you know, he's like, yo, what are you doing over there? Stop doing that. And Idris is like, hey man, I, I'm on your side. I I want to, I want to, I want to make you happy. I want to make sure that everything is smooth, you know, because because I'm like I'm, you know, it's kind of like like you're out with your buddies, right? And you got you got a smooth talker in your in your in your gang, yeah. And you're all like, yo, talk. Can you get that girl? Yeah. You can't get that girl. I, I bet you twenty bucks. And he goes over there, and you don't even know what he says. And he comes back with the number, and she's like. 
you know, to raise the stakes, he comes back with her and, and goes into a corner and they spend the rest of the evening with each other. And you're like, what did he say? Yeah. So it's kind of like you're getting a magnifying glass or you're a fly on a wall and you're in that conversation and your buddy is spitting game. Like you're, you're, you're um, Idris is talking to this character. And he's responding. You're watching like, oh, okay. That's why he's a good negotiator. But that's not all on him. That's on the villain as well. The villain has to play him up. So I thought he did a really good job playing him up. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, no. yeah I, agree. I agree. It's almost like he went into his, he got into his head, didn't he? So, in, in some parts of it where you could see. Yeah, yeah almost. He, he almost succeeded in talking him to give him the gun. In some instances, he almost gave him the gun. I was, yeah, that was quite good. Um, and then playing on with his brother as well. So that was, that got to him in places. Right. I guess for, for me though, the best character I think was the, was the flight controller where she was, she really took charge in places. And she's like, this is my plane. I'm going to land you. And in, so she, yeah, I think she was a bit dramatic in places, you know, and you know, everybody loves a good drama. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she, she was good at um, giving drama, flight, flight controller. So yeah, no, it was yeah, it was really good. What yeah. about the worst character? What, what, what? Who do you think was worst? Um, one of the villains. He didn't really have a lot of words. He had a beard. I think he was. I don't know if he was Muslim, but he was very aggressive. But I felt like it was overly aggressive, and I I get what they were trying to trying to do they were trying to make it like oh these he's a huge threat he's imp imposing his physical will but it, it was very unnecessary it was like i'm not really believing this scene he's like because the, the 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 father and, and son he, the, the father needed his medicine mm. he was like oh i just need his medicine and he was like no 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 he's like throwing him to the ground and i'm like man this is not really this is not really a believable scene this is unnecessary. So it was overact. It was kind of like seeing a, a character in a play over overact. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. And I was just like, ah, I'm not really liking this character. Yeah. It's not really believable for me. <clears throat> for me, I think the worst character would be, you know, the two the two men that were released from prison. I think the one that got killed, I just felt like his character got wasted. He could have run away. <laughs> It could have those. <laughs> right. But I have a wasted character. Yeah, exactly that. It was like, oh my god, like you are just irrelevant. You just yeah. you know managed to escape from prison. They yeah. got to this place, and it was like it was all up in his friend's ear, and the friend just shot him and just got like his whole character just got wasted. So I think, yeah, yeah that would be like the worst for me. Um, it felt a bit pointless. Yeah, you gotta. Have, you always gotta have one of those characters, a throwaway character. Yeah, you know, like, uh, like, in, like in a horror film. Soon as like the opening, open intro, you see this one character, and they just get wasted in like yeah. one scene, and it's like, well, okay. And then the <laughs> intro pops up. It's kind of like one of those type of things. Every screen movie is like that. Just yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, so, yeah. He, he was definitely one of those. So. Yeah. Just like, yeah, it's it's very formulaic. For someone that has not seen the series, <laughs> how does it? Do you feel like it resolves at the end? Because I know early on in this 
recording, you said there's like a cliffhanger. So is there like a resolution? Spoilers are very much allowed. <laughs> so please, is there a resolution? Um, it satisfied me uh, the way it ended. Uh, so they, I, I don't. Am I spoiling it if I tell you the end? Are you Go gonna? Ahead, this? So it's fine. Okay. Yeah. So they 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 do end up landing safely, and the authorities are on the scene. They're all being escorted out. And the vil- my guy, my favorite guy, well, my two favorite characters, it's kind of like a one-on-one. Yeah. And it's almost like, almost like, okay, Idris might not make it because he's trying to get a one-up on him. I think Was it like two guys left and then it was Idris? Yeah, no, there was just the one guy. So your guy, yo, know, the bearded guy, yeah. that was left on the plane with Idris at the end. Right. Yeah. So you almost like, like this guy gets to jump on Idris, but Idris uses intellect, and he, I think he like calls himself to act like he's in a um, bathroom, so to make the villain think he's in the bathroom, but he's in another location. So when that guy goes to the bathroom, he gets to jump on him. So it was like this play a cat and mouse at the end. So it's it's kind of like you it's it's almost like you you're watching a horror film and you take out the villain, but he comes back to life one more time, and you gotta like take him out. It's like one of those type of things for me. I, th- I so they follow the rules of they follow the rules of like horror filmmaking as the throwaway characters, and then there's yeah. the killer that always comes back to life. And yeah, yeah, I, I yeah I, I think it it. Yeah, the story ends, if that's what you're asking. It it, it does end. Yeah. But I think for, for me, there was like, there were moments where obviously the plane lands safely. Right. And then all the characters come out and all the hijackers are captured and they're confirmed and everything. And it was like, oh, there was the one, one main hijacker left on the plane and Idris sort of gets on it that he's not out. And he goes back and you're saying, oh, my God, why? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's like, what the who hell? Like, you're like thinking, <laughs> who does that? Who goes back into the plane to right. go find some villain? Yeah. So Idris does that. But, yeah, he's that's where, I guess, the true Idris as a, as a hero comes out. And he saves the day by getting the last hijacker who almost got away captured. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so yeah, no, so it doesn't, the series does not leave you thinking there will be a, a, a second season. It doesn't feel like there's going to be a second season. It feels like it's, um, you know, it ends there. The only thing that might give a second season is because Idris's character is this big shot um, negotiator, I think the only way they could twist it to get a second season is if something Different else scenario. happens yeah. and then he needs to like jump in and get involved. Right. That would be, but yeah, but yeah. it does end, uh, yeah. in my opinion. It's, yeah, think- it's like Luther. I don't know if you have you seen the series yeah. Luther? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like that. Um, yeah, I, his, his movies are sort of setting up for the idea of him playing Bond, like. Is there like a theme of him sort of 
playing yeah. the character. I mean, it's highly unlikely that he will be Bond, but do you feel like this is just like a because they probably started production on this years ago, so mm-hmm. uh, probably wrote the script years ago with him in mind, probably probably twenty fifteen mm-hmm. or sixteen or something. No, and do you think that sort of plays into the idea of him being the leading role actor to play Bond? Yeah, I mean, he just has this ironclad thing in his in his uh his agent doesn't allow him to die in films. I mean, is there ever a film where he ever dies? So I, I guess that's another negative. When he's in something, it's like okay, he's gonna live. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is it really is any is it really high stakes? Mm-hmm. I'd be actually surprised if he actually died. You know, it's kind of like w- watching the um. Uh, Black Panther movie, the first one. I think the really the reason why I really did well is because a character actually died, like Kill, mm-hmm. Kill Margaret died, and it's like whoa. Yeah. And, and you're kind of like hoping, like yeah, he's gonna come back. He's yeah. like no, he's not coming back. Yeah. So it makes you like respect the filmmaking. It makes you. It gives the it gives a higher stake. Yeah. I think, yeah, that, that's, it goes the same with Game of Thrones. It's almost like nobody's safe. You can just, anyone can go at any time. So that yeah. keeps you, ooh, keeps you on your toes. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this, yeah you're liking, and, you know, people connect to this character over over the series or over some episodes, and you're thinking, oh, this guy's just died. Like, <laughs> it's almost like the producers didn't let you process this you know, yeah. you have this grief coming with the show. But yeah, you're right. I think maybe another negative would be how easy things were for for Idris in the in the series, whereby he was able to like at some point talk down the hijackers from killing um the passengers or or you know to to um yeah so I think yeah yeah things were maybe too easy for him. Wait, I just thought now, Idris died in an Avengers movie. <laughs> he died oh, in one talking about Heimdall. Which was yeah. the character though, that's the thing. Yeah, but he wasn't the main character though. Yeah, but he was still, yeah. I mean, he came back though. Like he was like a spirit, wasn't he? It was like a- Heimdall? Like energy. He came back? Didn't he come back? But not physically back, but was back somehow. I wouldn't be surprised if he just comes back. But yeah. I think he died in that one. But I'll put that in mind. Like every time I see Idris in the movie, action movie, he yeah. probably will not he die. Idris never <laughs> dies. Never dies. Okay. So it's like one of those things. Like he has plot armor. Like Denzel Washington never dies. Yes. Yeah. You know. Um, so he's basically the leading man. That's that's who he is. The leading man doesn't usually and I think die in a lot of roles. That's why he got the Oscar in Training Day. Mm. Because it was like he's playing a villain. He actually dies. It's like whoa, mm-hmm. and the way he got, and the way he dies, he kind of goes out like Killmonger. You know what I mean? He goes out like with guns blazing. You know? Yeah. yeah. Shoe program. King Kong ain't got nothing on me. He just says all. He says all these quotable. You know. Mm-hmm. So. No, that's actually true. I've never looked at it in that sort of um, like. Well, for you though, Delaney, were, were there any shocking moments in the series, like? Both of the season, something like maybe you think, oh, oh my god, how did that just happen? Uh, I guess too, you know, when they were 
going to different sets outside the airplane. They were going in, in the place of London when uh, the these other characters were going to people's homes and murdering people. Yeah, I was just like, wow, they were just cold blooded about it. It was kind of like Terminator ish. Um, those moments were shocking because you knew that Idris family was next. Mm. Somehow they were connected. So that was a little bit of stake. Uh, another one. Um, the late, I think the, I'm not sure if I'm correct, but the lady was flying the plane. Amanda. And she had her family uh, threatened as well. And she was like, I'm doing this for my family. And he was just like, yeah, but like, think about your family. If you, you know what I mean? Like, what if you go away? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I think for me, for me, the shock, most shocking moment was the, um, when the pilot was killed by Amanda, the, the woman is like, oh my God, like, yeah. who's gonna, it almost felt like for a moment, I thought, who's going to fly the plane? Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like what the hell? What are we doing? Oh my God. Are they going to crash? Does that yeah. mean they're going to crash? Someone to step up randomly and just say, I can fly the plane. And uh, No, no, no. So what happened was the, the, um, the hijackers had implants. So they had the main characters who had hijacked the plane. But then there was this random woman who was also part of the hijacking crew per se, but nobody else knew about her. So she stepped in when things started going wrong for the other hijackers. So she just stepped in, killed the pilot, and then just went into the um, the cockpit and just closed the door. So everyone was like, oh my God, what just happened? It's like, <laughs> just shocked. Everyone, I was like, that's what? And was that her reveal? Was that was like a moment of reveal? Like, yeah, that was her moment of reveal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was just like, she was just, she tied her hair. She was just going, got the gun out, and just shot the pilot. Like, oh, what? Yeah. That was yeah. Like, exactly. I think that was like the most shocking moment for me because it felt like for about I don't know for about two seconds it felt like oh are they gonna crash now? Because you know it felt really serious that they were gonna crash, but. But then I guess, as you say, Idris never dies. I didn't think about it like that at the time, mm -hmm. but yeah. But How yeah. would you rate this movie out of 10? The series? I mean, just a series. I keep calling it a movie. I think because it's on Apple TV, I keep thinking it could be. It could be a movie. It could be if they package it. Like 7.5. Okay. Yeah, out of 10. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think... I'll give it a seven out of 10. Um, in places, the characters were believable. You could almost see it happen. So that sort of gave you that feel to it. So mm -hmm. for me, yeah, I'll give you a, a good seven. Yeah, that's that's a way of sort of like summarizing. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I think what I really get is through this conversation is there's a lot of realism in the movie and there's mm -hmm. a lot of like, nah, this is, would it be surrealism? Like just, just, it's definitely not possible. So yeah. it's that mix of the high stakes character sort of um, arc and the leading man archetype, and yeah. so it sort of it sort of um, reinforces <clears throat> a lot of the the key themes around a, a good movie. So I, um, yeah. you know, I haven't I haven't seen the movie. So I, I mean, so series. So I, I I that's why I wanted Larry on the call and I, and obviously you suggested the, the, the series and yeah. I thought it would be really good that you know people who had more information about the series could be on this 
podcast and talk about this because I've learned a lot about it. Yeah, I think for me, like some of the other surreal moments of the movie in terms of maybe you think, oh my God, could this really happen? It's, it's when you had the Home Office Secretary and the Foreign Minister arguing about who's got jurisdiction and stuff like that. I just think, Ooh, could that happen? Mm -hmm. It made sure think. And then there were times in the movie where they deployed F-16 jets. Mm -hmm. And I remember having a debate to myself thinking, if this were real, would they have allowed the plane to go into come into the London airspace? Would they just have shut it down? But then when you think about right. it, there were a lot of British citizens on the plane, so perhaps not. So yeah, there was a lot of Ooh, could this happen? Could that not happen? So yeah, no, it was really good. It kept you so it kept me thinking. Ooh, uh, yeah, how would that yeah. work in reality? Yeah, that that was really divisive. That actually remind me of um, Christopher Nolan's Batman with Robin uh, with uh, the Joker when he had two boats <clears throat> and both of boats had explosives on it, and each person each boat had to decide. Who's gonna take out which boat before eight? Like a, let's say eight o'clock, eight eight p.m. Yeah. And you're sitting there, and you're wondering like, who's gonna take each other out? And then no one takes each other out because they don't want to kill each other. And Batman was like, "See, you know, there's still faith in humanity." Yeah. And and, and the Joker's like pissed off, like, "Damn it, you know, you know." He's like using like uh, kind of like socialism. Like he's like giving a power into people's hands to decide what they want to do with it. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like with the government, what they did with the F nine, the F nineteens. Yeah. Uh, they have the, the, the are they going to take them down, yeah. or are they going to risk it and let this plane crash, potentially crash into a city? Yeah. So it was interesting. Yeah, because again, there were there were times where they were thinking, "Oh, we will evacuate the city," but then you're like. You can't evacuate London within that time frame. So it's like yeah. so many things to sort of debate about and think, yeah. oh, what what would happen in reality? It makes you think every time I see a plane really close by, I'm thinking, oh exactly. <laughs> is that gonna crash? And how would you how would you deal with a plane crashing us? Right. Yeah, no, it was really good. I, I, I enjoy the series and it's been a while since I've sort of watched the series and think, oh, that's a really good yeah. thriller suspense kind of feel yeah and it looks like a really diverse cast maybe not really but you know there's there's um idris there's black and there's um asian lady there's white there's it just seems like it's somewhat diverse and yeah it was a nice surprise it popped up out of nowhere i i don't think i've seen ads for it mm. and um i'm i'm a idris big fan so i was like i'm watching it no regardless <laughs> but it was good it was good yeah. It was decent. Awesome, awesome. I wouldn't watch it again, but it was decent. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. So we, I know, being an Idris fan, perhaps you watch it all over again. At some yeah, point. yeah. So how do I you know. I'd rather watch really Luther. What's that? How, how do you rate something you really enjoy? Do you really about you watching it over again, or you was seen it one time and you're like, I'm stepping away. It's fine. This one time. Yeah, I would rather yeah. watch like Luther. Okay. Some of his other works, like Luther, I watch over and over. Just like, did I miss something here? It was just so clever, you know. It just brought something. It it, it brought something different, authentic, you know. 
I feel like uh, I think I think creators do tons of airplane films, but you got this British guy. He doesn't have a gun. You know, he has to use his intellect. Sometimes he has to use his strength. And he's like a dark character. And I love that. He's like willing to die. He's almost like Batman without the suit and all the that anti-hero is this uh, right that sort of thing. There's there's yeah. always that that um feeling where of consumers, content consumers, where we're watching films, TV, and there's an anti-hero and we're just rooting for that person more, just like Killmonger or even um what's the snapping guy what's it called? Thanos. Like Thanos, we sort yeah. of like their story because there's more texture, there's more color to their story, and it's not just Superman who's just this very vanilla hero. Right. Yeah, just straight up, right? It's com. He's a, a super complex. I like really complex characters. Mm. So, yeah, that's, that's a good summary. Well, well, I think this is a good place to wrap it up. This has been a very, very great session. Thank you so much, Larry, for you know coming in here and sort of you know anchoring this. And Delane, thank you so much for taking the time and for you know sharing your your experience of the movie i really hope both of you make the time again to come on and um, have a conversation hopefully you're in london anytime soon delane and <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll add you on instagram i've been to london twice and i loved it man so London's amazing i don't know when i'll come back though <laughs> so not sure wrapping, before wrapping up you should share your social media handles both of you I mean, if you'd like to, to you know, put it out there. Yeah. Uh, um, you go ahead. Yeah, for me, uh, my social media handle is I am LJ Cole on Instagram. That's where you mainly find me. Yeah, that's me. Thank you very much for having me. Very welcome. My my handle is Delane Isaac. Instagram, YouTube, no reservations. Anthony Bourdain. Came out with no reservations. Rest in peace to him. But if you type in no reservations on YouTube, as long as you see some black folks, that's me. It's been a really good conversation. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate yeah, let me it. do like a wrap up of um the show. <laughs> like, thank you very much. This is the Real Happy Hour podcast. You can please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you're streaming this on any platform that you can do stream your podcast, please like give us a review and follow us on this journey. Thank you all for listening and watching and see you all very, very soon.